Welcome to the Your Village podcast, Parenting Beyond Discipline. Your Village is the most comprehensive site for evidence-based parenting classes available on demand at yourvillageonline.com. Our 50-plus classes give parents the foundation, steps, and tools for creating strong, healthy relationships with their children, resulting in responsible, cooperative, happy, and successful children and families. My goal is to help parents support their children in finding and reaching their own unique potential. The podcast is a place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your village founder and your host, Erin Royer. Hello, everyone. So I hope you're all doing great. I hope that the rest of your summer, if you're here in the Northern Hemisphere, I know some kids are going back to school already. My kids don't start for uh, another week and a half, two weeks, they start back to school. So uh, we finished up the rest of our vacation with the boys gone, picked them up last night, and Taylor and I did some more fun things. One of the things we did was last night we went to the zoo because we needed to pick everybody up at the airport, and it's really close to, um, to the zoo, or the zoo is close to the airport. So we went in the evening, which was great. Highly recommend if whatever you do as a family outing in your own town, if it's open in the evening, go in the evening when all the crowds have died down. We got to see so many animals. I think they also come out at night, a lot of them, um, or different species will come out at night if they're nocturnal or just when the heat dies down to eat. So we got to see a lot more animals. There were like no crowds. We got to walk right up. Uh, it was really great. And of course the weather was just cooler as well. Not that it gets that warm here in San Diego, especially downtown near the zoo. Um, with that nice ocean breeze, but it definitely was even cooler because it's been in the 80s here. So anyway, just a quick recommendation. Um, also, I, you know, I haven't done this in quite a while. And so I realized it's really just time to do this. And that is to offer a promo code to the podcast listener. So if you've been thinking about joining the website, um, I wanted to offer a 20% off promo. It's only good through August, through the rest of this month, and that will be summer 21, S-U-M-M-E-R 21, the, the, obviously the number 21, not spelling it out. So you can use that on the checkout page if you are wanting to join us over there. And I do those parent chats uh, about every week and a half where parents come and ask their very specific questions to me directly on those. So that is a really great thing for our members. So if you've been thinking about coming, now is definitely a good time to do that. Also, just some, um, a few updates and a little bit more personal stuff for those of you, because you've been tracking me for a while. I just feel like it's nice to share. Um, so the book is coming along. I actually got notification last week that she is finishing up the um, layout of the book, formatting the book, and so I should get that edit pretty soon. I'm sure there'll be one more round of edits that will just be some quick ones, and then we will get that out. I'm really excited to do that for all you parents of toddlers who are looking for the tips in a book, just um, all of the you know, just all, I don't want to say basic. That's not really the word I'm looking for because it's a lot more than basic, but just covers all the kind of the basics of parenting toddlers in that book. And, um, and I did put the chapter pictures up for the first six chapters that she's already done on my Instagram account at ironmom2020. And as soon as she gets me the rest of the book, I'm going to show the table of contents and the last, um, the first page of the last four chapters. I share that on there along with just, um, our fun outings, for me personally, as a mom doing some self-care and, and doing my own stuff as well as with the family. So 
Um, and then I do have uh, videos that we're going to be putting up onto the YouTube channel. We're getting back to that. So um, we have a bunch of them in the queue, one of them ready to go up, several of them recorded, um, and then a bunch more that I have the uh, outlines for them. I'm going to record those and get those up. So we're rolling that out as well. And you can look that up on YouTube under your village. Lastly, I just want to send a, well, not lastly, because we're going to get into the question, but I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you to everyone who has supported me, continues to support me, um, my listeners, and of course, my members who have all supported me throughout the years, or even if you've just found me, I just want to thank you all so much. I have finally been able to get pre-approved for a home loan to get my own house. And this is something that I have had as a goal for a long time. And as a small business and as a business owner, it's there's just a lot of um, hurdles to jump through and you have to have a long history and they just seem to be much tougher on us to be able to get home loans. So I just thank you all from the bottom of my heart for supporting me and helping me reach this goal. I know, um, and obviously I'm sure you get some great information from this podcast and from the classes, but um, it really means a lot to me that obviously that I'm there to help you, that I get so many great emails from parents about how much it's changed the way they parent, how much it's helped them turn things around in their family. So that's always great to hear too, but I am just feeling so happy to finally be able to take this next step. It is bittersweet, I'm not going to lie, and we have some other things we're going to have to work through with this um, next step of our family. One of them is just the whole crazy process of trying to find a house and buying a house. So that, you know, is the next thing. But once we settle in, we have two homes now. And so that's a, a new adjustment for all of us. We will continue to hang out, all five of us, do some dinners, do an outing, you know, once or twice a week. Um, and definitely, we're still a family. We always will be. But it will be, a, it's a, just a different stage for all of us. Okay, so let's get to this topic. So I got a question from a mom who was wondering about some big physical reactions to emotions. Um and specifically one that is, seems to be self-harming. And it, sometimes these things can really kind of scare us and make us feel uncomfortable because we don't understand what's happening. But um, this is a great question I'm going to answer, and it's going to help any parent if you're seeing physical reactions in your kids, whether it's something that you're afraid they're going to hurt themselves or hurt something or hurt someone else. If, they're, if your toddler or young child is reacting physically to emotions, um, then this question is definitely for you. So um, Ashley wrote in and said, I'm a new listener of the podcast and I love it. I've been binging on them. So forgive me if you've answered this in a previous podcast. And you know what? I do sometimes get these questions and I do think I answered this to some degree before. I'm going off on a little tangent here. However, um, you know, every question brings its own nuance. And sometimes it's been so long since I've covered it. And I'm sure there's other parents who have this question and it's really hard to go back and really search through to find exactly what you're looking for. So it's great. Bring on the questions. Even if I've covered them before, I like to recover them because you just never know who else is new or how long it's been and, uh, and information that might be a little more buried and more difficult to find. 
Okay, Ashley says, I'm a mother to five kids, ages nine, eight, seven, almost two, and a one-month-old. My question is involving my toddler. He is so bright and inquisitive, but has a hard time communicating. He can say a few words and signs, and we work with a speech therapist. He loves to bang his head on things, whether he's happy or sad. Sometimes he does it and claps, and other times he does it when he's mad. I understand that he is most likely just trying to communicate his feelings. We have tried saying no, and he screams more. When he gets upset like this, do we distract him, discipline him, just let him cry it out? I've tried it all and nothing seems to make a difference. Please help me on learning how to help my child communicate and understand us saying no. Thanks so much, Ashley. So Ashley, first of all, my hat's off to you. I am I'm sure it's a lively, busy, fun family, but also chaotic. Um, you know, I had three under three under three, I had three under two for a little bit three toddlers at the same time and that was crazy but um you're juggling a lot of balls in the air and I think that's amazing okay I'm going to start with some background on language development especially as it relates to this situation because that will help understand the situation a little deeper I think then I'm going to talk about why this might be his go-to behavior and some ways that you can encourage him to express himself in a different way that will fulfill his needs of needing to um, share that emotion, but also will hopefully feel better to you too if you're concerned about that he might get too rambunctious and actually hurt himself doing this. So here's a couple of common things with language development, which is really helpful to be aware of. First is that firstborn children often talk earlier than later born children. So, and this is because firstborns, you know, they're their only child. So they get a lot of that one-on-one attention, one-on-one time because they get the running commentary. They're our only kind of little buddy during the day. I still remember this, you know, my little um, infant in my carrier and I'm washing dishes and I'm talking to him about washing dishes and I'm carrying him around the house and talking to him about everything I'm doing. And he just got a lot of that one-on-one time. So because they get so much stimulation, Um, in many ways, but also language stimulation, they tend to talk earlier. They tend to have earlier milestones, language milestones than later born children. Now that isn't a detriment by any means. It's just the way it is. Um, It doesn't mean that our younger children have a disadvantage. It just may take them a little longer to catch up. Totally normal, totally fine. It's just the way it is. Um, So they figure it out. So I'm glad you're working with a speech therapist. That's great. It certainly can only do good. Um, So it's a great way to go. It gives the toddler the best chance of getting those language milestones caught up. Also, girls tend to talk earlier than boys. The language center in female brains do tend to develop earlier. Um, But boys do catch up. So actually, I've decided that next week, I'm going to talk about some differences that I think a lot of parents will find helpful. Um, Not just common developmental differences between boys and girls, but common traits and development patterns based on birth order. So boys and girls and birth order. So not everyone is gonna fall into typical patterns, whether boy or girl or first, middle or later born children. Um, But more times than not, we do, our children do as well, fall into a lot of these patterns. So um, it's it's nice to know, it's helpful to know, and I find the topic really interesting. I just find human dynamics very interesting and in what um, makes us the way we are or what may um, influence us to be a certain way or, or another way. Um, outside of just our genetics, there's also a lot of um, external factors that can contribute to that. So it's really interesting. So I'm going to talk about that next week. 
So knowing that your son is a fourth born child and a boy, so it's not uncommon that he's developing his language skills at a bit slower rate. But again, I'm glad you've got the speech therapist because that only can yield positive results. Great thing to do. So given that any two-year-old or not quite two-year-old already doesn't have the best language skills, like two-year-olds are just starting to develop their language skills. They don't have a ton to begin with. Then you, if you have one who is developing a little bit slower, these frustrations can, um, they're common at two anyway. Then you have a child who's a little bit slower to develop. The frustrations uh, can play up even bigger. So especially around these big emotions, even the positive ones like happiness can get expressed in a different way. So, you know, they're just getting their circuits overloaded. So that's what's happening here with Ashley's son, just getting his circuits overloaded. Just There's just all this emotion and feeling and stuff going on. They don't know where to put it. They don't know what to do with it. They don't know how to express it. They don't know how to get it out other than to do something physical a lot of times. Now for some kids that's crying, that's falling to the floor, that's yelling, that's throwing something, that's grabbing something. Um, in his case, it just happens to be the head banging is what he's going to, to get it out. Just what his body, is deciding that it wants to do. So knowing this, it seems to me that it's very likely that he may be a highly active child, meaning a child that just needs a lot of physical um, output to get out there and work out a lot of things in the phys- in a physical way um, and needs to be moving a lot. Now, if, it's, if he's not one who needs to move a lot, at least he's going to be a very physical child. We'll want to show emotions in a physical way. So whether that's hugging or snuggling or, um, you know, or banging his head or throwing something, something more physical to get those emotions out. Uh, It definitely falls on that higher end of, of being more physical. So this gives us some insight on how we may be able to work with him and guide him more easily to express himself in a way that's natural to him. Um, and also in a way that where you feel like he is doing it in a more safe way and, and or a more appropriate way. Now, he's not hurting anyone else, so it's really not a problem. But of course, I know you want to keep him safe. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit more and some ideas that I have of ways that you can work with him so that he can find some safer go-to responses for bigger emotions. And I'll get into that right after a word from our sponsors. Hey, Parenting Beyond Discipline listeners. Ready to create a home that fosters love, warmth, and style? Look no further than Home Threads, your partner in crafting a nurturing environment. At HomeThreads.com, explore a thoughtfully curated collection of furniture designed for families who believe in positive parenting. From cozy reading nooks to durable playroom essentials, our pieces are crafted to enhance your parenting journey. Home Threads has an incredible selection of furniture, decor, and accessories like throw pillows, blankets to snuggle under for family movie nights or reading time that helps you create the warm, cozy home that is the foundation for happy family memories. I love all the great pieces I've gotten from Home Threads to finish the look in my home. Gorgeous yet durable and cozy accent throw pillows, blankets, and some really cute wall decor. I have an ocean theme throughout my downstairs, so I got a couple of really great wall pieces to finish that look and some picture frames for the family photos. Visit homethreads.com parenting today and get a code for 15% off your order. That's homethreads.com parenting parenting to get your code for 15% off your order because great parenting deserves a great home. Home threads, love where you live. To me, there is nothing more important than my family's health and well-being. 
We all know the quality of the air in our home is important. But did you know indoor air quality can be up to 100 times dirtier than outdoor air? I've got to tell you about Puro Air. In 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, dander, and gases from the room. Puro Air uses a stronger filter called a HEPA-14 that filters pollutants at a microscopic level and is backed by scientists from Harvard and MIT. In laboratory studies, users saw noticeably cleaner air in just 30 minutes. When it comes to babies and children, there's nothing worse than dealing with a cranky baby or child who can't sleep because of congestion. Air purifiers can help reduce congestion and improve immune system function to fight those winter colds and flus. I use my Puro Air purifiers to clean the air in my home, especially in our bedrooms while we sleep. It has a quiet, relaxing hum and cleans the air from pet dander, allergens, viruses, dust, mold, odors, and contaminants. It has four levels, low, medium, high, and sleep and four different timer options so you can customize it to your home and your needs. Check out Puro Air at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Puro Air is the only air filter that uses a HEPA-14 filter. That's getpuroair.com. Now that we're back, I'm going to cover how we can help guide and coach younger children, or even a little bit older, who are having reactions that are either what we feel are unsafe or less safe than we would prefer to see, or that are even just really big physical reactions. So safety either for themselves or for other people. So when toddlers and young children have big feelings, and we know they have big feelings a lot, they will have big reactions. So for most toddlers, again, this means like a tantrum response, loud yelling, the crying, falling down to the floor, maybe kicking. Um, Sometimes it might go to something a little more physical of a response, like grabbing, throwing something, um, pinching, that type of thing. Um, Some kids will engage in behaviors that seem odd to us, where they're expressing themselves by doing something that could be painful for them. Um, and that one of those is headbanging. I have seen this before. Um, sometimes kids will run into a wall, like full body run into a wall. I've seen that before too. But headbanging is a response, is not out of the range of a normal reaction. Same with that running into the wall full body. They're just like, I don't know what to do with all this emotion. And they just like, boom, run into the wall or start banging their head. Now, the good news is that if it hurts too much, they will stop. They'll do it once or twice and be like, That was not the best idea and they will figure it out. But what we want to do is we want to work on guiding them to a new go-to behavior. So even if you have a toddler who's doing something that just is potentially dangerous, like throwing something or kicking someone else, then we're going to work with them to get a new go-to behavior. So rather than going to the negative of telling them to stop or saying no, a lot of times what that will do is it just kicks it up, it keys it up. So if we guide them to a new go-to behavior, we let them know what to do rather than what not to do, it's a lot easier for them to know where to put that energy. Because when we just say no, they're still like, well, I'm still upset. I don't know what to do with this. I don't know what to do with this. And they're trying to get it out. And so um, it just becomes a real struggle for them and for us to um, try to, to get them to stop because they, they need a place to actually go with the behavior. So, and this is totally common. I mean, we react immediately by telling our kids not to do it. It's really natural to just be like, don't do that. Stop doing that, especially if we're concerned they're going to get hurt. Our job first and foremost is to keep 
our kids safe. Like that's just what's in our head. I got to keep this kid safe. And so our immediate reaction is don't do that. Now, I remember um, telling my kids when they were little and they would get upset when I would try to stop them from doing something like trying to run into a parking lot, something like that. Um, And I'm trying to hold their hand and they're getting upset with me. Now, this is when they're a little bit older and we've worked on this stuff and we've had some conversations and they can really understand this. So around three, three three-ish, three to four, when we would start to have these conversations. But I would explain to them, I love you. And my number one job is to keep you safe. Now, I even remember, you know, we'd, I'd have this conversation with them and then they would be able to tell me. So when they started to do something that they, um, I felt was unsafe, I would look at them and say, you know, I would say, what is my number one job? And they would say to keep me safe. So they understood it and they knew that that's what was important. So they learned quickly that me stopping them or having them do something in a different way wasn't because I didn't want them to have fun. Um, but it was a message wrapped in love. And that's always a good thing, no matter their age. So in addition to that, they need this new go-to behavior. What should I do instead? It gives them a place to focus that energy. So we want to try to remember in those moments when we feel like trying to stop them right away to stop, take a break, and then remember to refocus them. So for happy times, I would recommend a fun new behavior. Something like, I can see you're feeling really happy about going to the zoo today. Let's do a happy dance. I can see you're really excited about going to the park. Let's jump up and down. How high can you jump? Asking a question or challenging them in a fun way to test out their skills um, can be really a way to really engage them. Can you jump over this stuffy? Can you jump over this block? It gets them excited to try out this skill because they're changing so rapidly. They're getting stronger, faster, more coordinated every day. So this can be really fun for them. So if doing the happy dance or just jumping up and down stops working, because sometimes these things will work for a little bit and then they're not new and they stop working. So if that more simple method stops working, getting into being even more engaged. in asking a question, how high can you jump? How fast can you run around the couch? Whatever their go-to behavior is to just kind of challenge them to um, test their skill while they get this energy out, this emotion out in a physical way will be enough to get them to redirect and engage in something that is not so harmful or so hurtful, or that's so potentially harmful or hurtful. And so the same thing for the more difficult emotions. You wanna guide him to find a way that works for him. So some kids may wanna just go run around the couch or go make a lap around the house or around the living room or whatever area you have inside or outside that will work. Um, and that also can work for the happy emotions too. Um, jumping up and down, punching a pillow, any of those, whatever it is that you're, that works for your toddler that you found, you may have to do a little bit of testing um, to see which one they feel like really helps them get those feelings out. And I've actually had some parents who bought their toddler um, a small child's punching bag because he liked to hit. Hitting was his go-to thing. And he would hit and punch and kick when he got upset. So they had a place to redirect that behavior when he got angry and needed to work it out. It's a great way to redirect that energy. It really encompasses that lesson that every emotion is valid. You're allowed to be angry. You're allowed to be frustrated. You're allowed to feel hurt about something and feel upset about something. We all feel that. It's perfectly valid to feel it. So it validates that, but then give them a specific or more appropriate way that they can process it or express it. And a punching bag 
is just that. It's made for punching. So it's a way to work it out that's very productive. It gets that feeling out, helps the toddler or child feel better, work through that adrenaline, get that out of their system. Then when they have it worked out, work through that fight or flight response, they're much more calm and ready to talk through their feelings or engage in that talking about their feelings. Now, it's a great intermediate step between the reaction and then coaching connecting with feelings because they're just not ready to connect with feelings until they've gotten all of that out. So any other guidance they may need beyond that of just redirecting, helping them go have a no go-to behavior. Now, if they do use something like a punching bag, running around the couch, punching a pillow, and then they feel fine, they haven't engaged in any aggressive behavior towards themselves, anyone else, or thrown a toy, that type of thing, that may be all they need. But you can check in. So in case they do want to walk through what happened, or you want to coach them through some of that, you'll learn what works best for your individual child. Because of course, what works for one of them may not work for the other. And that's fine. They're all different. So you'll learn what they need and what they don't. So something like, great job using your bag to work through your big feelings. Would you like to talk about what happened or are you good now? So this is if they just got frustrated and they went over and they ran around the couch or they went over and they punched the punching bag a few times. That may be all they need and they're fine and they don't need to talk about being frustrated over, you know, um, their block tower falling over or their train tracks not all fitting together or whatever it is that they're frustrated with. If they say they're good, there's no need to push it. Now, if they did something first, um, like picked up something and threw it where they could have hurt someone or broken the toy if they threw it really hard or threw it against the wall, and then they went to their go-to response, that's great because it's a definite improvement, but you could say something like, that was a great job stopping yourself and getting to your bag to finish working out your anger or running around the living room, whatever. And then I can tell you're getting much better at catching yourself, but please work on stopping yourself a little bit sooner next time, okay? And you will see this, where they will start to react in their old patterns, but catch themselves and use their new behavior. It's a great sign. They're learning to stop themselves before they get too upset, to redirect themselves, and soon it will replace their old behaviors. But of course, just like adults, and I know I'm always working on my own behaviors and mindsets and reprogramming. So kids aren't going to be perfect all the time, even after they start to get the skill down. It will be a continuous improvement. And just guiding them back, reminding, coaching, teaching in those moments. Let's get to your bag to work out some of these big feelings. Let's take a lap around the living room or the yard to work out these big feelings. It's a nice reminder to catch them if they're not catching themselves. Pull them back long enough to be like, oh yeah, I better go do that. Oh yeah, I'm gonna do this differently. So it's definitely a process. So again, the first step, teaching them the new go-to behavior. Finding something that works, teaching them where they can go, what they can do instead. Finding the right fit for that particular child. Then you're gonna be reminding them when they start to get worked up. Then they will start to redirect their own behavior before too long. Sometimes, and again, the younger they are, the more redirecting it's gonna take. If they're three or four, they usually get catch on to it pretty quickly, especially by four, they catch on to it pretty quickly. So sometimes they'll start in on the old behavior, stop themselves and go do the new behavior um, and we work through that. Sometimes then they'll start doing it and they'll be doing great for a little while, a couple of weeks or something and then they'll go back to the old behavior again, to a reaction. Um, it'll be intermittent. So that can happen too. They'll get pretty good and then they'll have a little bit of a relapse. So just 
Know that that can happen. Keep your focus on their progress. Know that we all slip up sometimes. Um, We just keep letting them know we love them through it all and we're there to help them remember and help redirect them to help them be the best person they can be. Again, next week, I'm going to dive into the common developmental differences between boys and girls, some common areas where parents treat boys and girls differently, and we're going to talk about birth order, the way we commonly treat kids differently based on their birth order, and the common traits of each, and you can see how you fit in, how your kids fit in with that, um, or where they maybe don't. So it's really interesting, and then there's a lot of parameters to that. There's a lot of variables that can affect those as well. So that's always interesting to see. Yeah, every family has kind of a different permutation of birth order and gender and the whole thing. So if you want to dig into any of these topics more deeply, helping your child with anger, tantrums, of course, your developing infant, toddler, preschooler, all cover ways to support solid social emotional development along with all the other areas of development. All of these and all of the 60 plus classes can be found on demand on the website, yourvillageonline.com. Oh, and don't forget... The promo code, good this month only, SUMMER21, S-U-M-M-E-R-2-1, for 20% off, and it will expire at the end of August. If you have a parenting question you'd like answered, send an email to podcast at yourvillageonline.com. Thanks for listening, and see you next week. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.